0: Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to The Pemberley Pemberley
1: Podcast. Our news of the day is that tonight, me and Yolanda are going to go see the one, the only, John Mulaney, live performing at the Orpheum Theater in downtown LA, and I've literally been waiting for this since July. July. No, it, longer. When did we get our tickets? I don't even know, but it's felt like forever.
0: And it's been a long time coming, so it's something that's very exciting. But you've already seen John <laughs> Mulaney, but you saw him very late in Anaheim.
1: Yeah, so basically when John Mulaney announced his Kid Gorgeous tour, I was like, well, I have to see several shows. I like have to see as many as I possibly can afford. So he performed in Anaheim in July. He yeah. performed like two shows in one night. And I went to the later one, the 10 o'clock one. So me and a friend drove down to Anaheim very late at night. It's fine because I didn't have to miss work. And I saw him and he was brilliant and it was a great show. And I can't wait to see him here in LA. I held out
0: because I saw the Anaheim date and I was like, it's during the week. I can't do this. (laughs) I held out for what I thought would be like the next round of the tour and have an LA stop. So Staying a lot of patience, staying a lot of uh, mm-hmm. self control, I guess.
1: <laughs> so, very excited about tonight. And we have good seats. You, I was just about to give you mad credit for getting us good seats because originally I got us tickets to last night's show in the balcony. Yeah. Because we can only afford so much. Yeah. And then <laughs> when they announced it later on that day, you were like, I am holding two orchestra seats for the same price. And I'm like, do it. Just just do it. Yeah, like we'll figure it out later. Yeah. <laughs> and we did. We did. Yeah. And it's happening tonight, and uh, today is a national holiday in my mind. Yeah. It's the day that we see John Mulaney. And there is actually
0: going to be a tie-in to John Mulaney later on in this episode. <laughs>
1: yeah. We're not just bringing him up to bring him up. <laughs> not like we usually do. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason to this this time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we should probably advise people mm-hmm. to turn the volume down for this episode because you and I especially I know I am just gonna be squealing like this is a very intense Lizzie Darcy couple of episodes both of them Lizzie Darcy episodes in fact we are I I made I didn't make up this game at all but Yolanda and I are currently it's the morning and we're enjoying coffee so we are going to take a sip of coffee Every time there is sexual tension in episode eighty three, there's like drama in eighty four, so I feel wrong about it. But in <laughs> eighty three, we are in the clear. Every time
0: there's drama, take a sip of coffee. Oh yeah, of we're
1: the- gonna we're gonna be wired. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So let's dive right in then with episode 83, corporate interview written by Kate
1: Rorick. It starts out, it's supposed to be a really boring episode because Lizzie's like, I've been too busy to record something about my life and I have to record my interview with the CEO, so I'm just going to let you guys see it, which is great. So Darcy- Yeah, we're happy
0: to be part of her grad thesis a little more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and there's, what I love, it like starts, throughout the whole episode, there's like this slow- her in between the two yeah because yeah, darcy yeah. comes in and he's like gigi told me you wanted me she did in her head i know she's like well i do but yeah how would dar how would gigi know that? Yeah. <laughs> and why would she tell you but then he's like for the interview and okay. she's like oh, oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right, interview sure. that's, that's that's what, what i was um, talking about that too <laughs> they're both still like tiptoeing around each other and seeing like is this okay is this okay can i talk about this mm-hmm. like so they're they're still figuring out
1: how to be friends <laughs> and that's what's so great about it because they've sort of reached this point where she's like oh i don't hate him he's a good guy yeah and he's like okay she doesn't loathe me right now and so I think that's big for him because he's already like confessed his love to her so she knew that like he was interested but I'm sure she's thinking there's no way he's interested after what I said to him yeah I think that now that she doesn't dislike him she's thinking do I like him back like there's a lot of questioning of intentions here like she's trying to figure out if she's even into him and she is (laughs)
0: Yeah, so this very busy CEO is making time from his very busy schedule mm-hmm. to be interviewed by Lizzie, mm-hmm. which is exciting for all of us. Especially the shoulder touch. Yeah, the the shoulder touch that Darcy like could not keep his cool about. Nope. <laughs> like
1: or, just, or the fangirls. It's just like no. Lizzie stands up to, like I don't know, adjust something and to yeah. help balance herself. She puts her hand very briefly on his shoulder like this. I'm touching Yolanda right now. (laughs) And he does that and the fangirls died. And I know this because I died. You were were listening to the ghosts of Jillian and Yolanda. (laughs) He didn't even like flinch or anything. It's just his eyes kind of went down like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is happening. It's happening. (laughs) She's (laughs) never touched me before. never. Like they've never touched ever before. Like,
0: well. Oh wait, the dance. The dance. But then also when... Lizzie said, says thank you to him, and she reaches over and like, touches <gasps> right. his arm. Right. So there there have been, like, very, like, unexpected touches right now. They're like, That's what's true. happening? What's happening? And I
1: mean, we yeah. didn't see the dance, but I'm picturing, like, a middle school, like, she's, like, a zombie, and he's, like, a, ro- like, that was, like, zombie, robot. Yeah. Or, like, the shoulders and the waist yeah. sort of situation. And then, you're right, I forgot about that, like, thank you. And she, like, reaches out and just touches his arm, and then this is, like... And, like, it was so deliberate, too. She's like, I'm going to touch the CEO's shoulder to balance myself. Lizzie knows what she's doing. She knows what she's about. She knows what she's... And it's doing. It's like the match strike for the slow burn that is this episode. Yeah. And what's nice about this is it's kind of, if you, like, think about what happened from start to finish, like, nothing advanced in the plot. It's just them, essentially, like, the first question she asks is, like, Tell me about what you do at the company um, that's, like, not on the website. Because yeah. if you think about it, the mission statement for every company that's ever had a website is exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> ever. It doesn't matter we what you do. We are innovative. Woo! We are about uh, teamwork. Yeah. And we want to create a global community. We're the best. <laughs> Obviously. Here's, okay, here's where you, so while Yolanda and I were rewatching this episode, mm-hmm. We have formulated a theory and I need to put it out there because I remember in the very first episode that we recorded, we were questioning if Pride and Prejudice was a book because Charlotte and Lizzie's mom were reading uh, Sense and Sensibility. So there is like a Jane Austen. There is like a a world where like some of the books exist. But when Lizzie's like, tell me about where the word Pemberley comes from, Darcy's like, my family is from there in England. Which means that William Darcy, we could be living in a world where like Pride and Prejudice, like they were real people, where like his great great his 10 times great-grandfather was Fitzwilliam Darcy, who married an Elizabeth Bennet, and they like had their kids and they lived in Pemberley. And he is the result of generations of Darcy men being awkward around women. <laughs> and then he meets this girl Lizzie, and it's like, it's like there is no pride, in, there is no Fictional Pride and Prejudice. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You're yes. saying that it's within this
0: fictional world, there was a real Elizabeth Bennet. There was a real Fitzwilliam Darcy. And they just happened to be like the great, great, whatever, how many greats, uh grandchildren of them.
1: Yes. For those of you who are like bookish nerd girls, which I know is about 99% <laughs> of you, <laughs> there's a great YA novel called A Study in Charlotte. And it's, like, the premise of the book is that Sherlock Holmes and Watson were, like, real people. And then generations down the line, Watson's got a grandson, uh, Sherlock Holmes has a, I forget the deal, but she's, like, the descendant of Sherlock Holmes. And so she acts just like him, and he acts just like Watson, and then they, they meet at this boarding school, and they have to solve a mystery together. So it's, like, kind of that weird, like, in their world, Sherlock Holmes and Watson were real historical figures, not fictional Figures. Okay, got and it. And so I'm thinking that the Lizzie Bennett diaries is kind of this same thing where it's like they are not famous historical figures, but they yeah. must have existed because Pemberley existed because Darcy is the descendant of the Darcy men, you know?
0: And this is totally a fan theory because I think if we were to ask any of the writers about this, they would be like, no, you're yeah. thinking, <laughs> well, you, it makes you're a lot of sense about it too much. <laughs> Obviously, we're thinking but about I, it, but I much. like that theory because it's it's interesting, especially given he's like, oh yeah, my family's from England, they're from Pemberley, like, like way over there. So mm-hmm.
1: this is a new generation, it, in, yeah. you know,
0: in California. So. I mean,
1: definitely, if I were writing this, I'd be like, oh, how fun! We're just going to reference the book, but we need to take it because we're obsessive fans. Yeah. who have our
0: own podcast. Dang, that's a question we keep forgetting to ask the writers. Of we'll like, ask the
1: next writer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> of like, so Jane Austen.
1: <laughs> like, Pride and Prejudice Pride itself. Pride and Prejudice. Does it exist? Yeah. Maybe we should send an email. To Kate Rorick, Kate wrote this episode. That's true. We should send her an email and just say, we have to know. Because we care about our fans, we are asking you. We are asking Kate Rorick, because she does not listen to this, Yeah. <laughs> for answers. And hopefully we will deliver. Darcy is really sensitive to everything Lizzie
0: says now, I think. or he's being he's being ultra careful of like everything he says. So if, like, he kind of, like, misspeaks or if he says the wrong thing, he's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, like, let let me take that back kind of thing. And he's just, like, really trying to be careful and, like, treading lightly around her, which I think is really adorable. But I think in watching this back, if you were to do, like, the WWDD, what would Darcy Mm -hmm. do? He'd be like, you idiot! She she was right there!
1: (laughs) What were you saying? What are you doing with your life? But it's great because essentially this video, like what's like happening from A to B is they're talking about her videos because basically we're getting to this question because she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just lucky that I found out what I love to do. Yeah. I'd love to know what that is. I'd yeah. love to know what... I don't know. Right to I don't know what they do. Later on, we sort of learn about Domino, but that even then, that was a new thing. Yeah. They're just... I bet you that's why she wanted information that wasn't on the website, because yeah. you know what I just said about all the mission mm-hmm. statements being the same? That's what they are. They're, yeah. like, innovative. They want to build a global community. Anyway. Yeah, so, but no, but he
0: brings up the fact that, like, Lizzie's doing something really special with her videos. And, yes. like, doing something as creative as costume theater brings something unique to her audience. And uh, then we launch into a a bit of Darcy doing costume theater, which we've seen before, but it was Darcy being Darcy. Now we're seeing Darcy as both Gigi and as Fitz, which are both very funny in their own ways.
1: So, what should we sing? Well, well, I always go for the classic musicals. His version of Gigi is just... Newsy girl. Yeah. It's so his like hat. Part
0: part Jane, part newsy. So yeah. It's like a uh, girl. <laughs> it's like he had the newsy hat and then
1: yep. they had <laughs> like, the Whoa. Jane flower. So female. <laughs> there so, we go. Uh I think it's the first time Gigi's been acted out in costume yeah. theater. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, they had nothing. And Fitz. Yeah, and Fitz. And Fitz. First and last time for Fitz. I mean Yeah. That I mean the the wig joke is very funny.
0: Yeah, which that Darcy's like, Oh yeah, we have a production Facility upstairs and on the third floor. Yeah, like so. What are they making? What what are they making? <laughs> that's exactly. I mean,
1: what do you are you with technology? Are, are you they like branded video stuff? production? Maybe. Are they like BuzzFeed? They're Maybe I mean they're,
0: they're in like they're in San Francisco, so, so it's it a lot to of tech, tech, a lot of techie stuff.
1: <laughs> but uh, they have
0: production. They they're doing branded stuff with like Apple or Google or something like that. Yeah yeah that's synergy that's, you know? yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so like basically. He's saying walk me through the format of your videos And it does sort of remind you Like what they are It's like so this happened recently in my life And then sort of hilarity ensues After she tells us about that event Either one of the characters that we've met come in and help her tell the story or distract her by telling her about something else. Yeah. Or we go, we jump into costume theater and we explore what happened and that we didn't see. So it's actually great because we are sort of getting a real life insight into how these episodes are written, but it's more like how do you formulate them?
0: Yeah, that's the interesting part. Like, as just as a viewer of the series you think like oh like there's actually a lot of effort that went into this with the, the writers and the actors and all that kind of stuff but then even within the show with lizzie you're like oh it's not just her turning on the camera and like pressing record and you know and just going she actually does have some kind of process to her videos and she's mm-hmm. put some a lot of thought into it especially after 80 some episodes um that you know she has a process to what she's doing yeah. too there's more to it than we
1: even think in the fictional world so. i know so, yeah, and then they're talking about that, and then, and Yolanda, he makes her laugh. Then Lizzie tries to think of other things that happened that maybe they could reenact, and when she gets to her dad, she's like, oh, no, because <laughs> it would be so weird. <laughs> weird because she wants to date Darcy, yeah. not her dad. <laughs> Good point. So that's kind of a counter. It's an anti-sexual tension moment, yeah. but there is inherent tension in trying to take power away from the reenactment that involves one of her parents. Yes, yes. (laughs) If that, it's like very inside out, but it makes sense. That would be weird. So there's that. Like, yeah, he makes her laugh. He like puts on the Fitz wig and he does a pretty good impression of Fitz. So Lizzie B, tell me all about how you're getting on at the Pemberley. Yeah. We we have sort of arrived at the end of the episode and if you think about it all that happened was I mean I personally learned nothing about no, them. No. Really no, there's really like plot-wise nothing moves
0: forward. We and don't
1: This was it's funny cuz it's like it was also supposed to be like for her thesis. This yeah. is her interview with the CEO and I learned nothing about They're them really just digital. flirting, And I it's know. like
0: okay. Get a room get a room stop being so adorable but also lizzie are you gonna fail your grad class
1: like what's gonna happen don't let a man stand in the way of your dreams <laughs> don't let him
0: funk this class though i'm sure if dr gardner is watching this she's like these two are so
1: adorable like
0: whatever i'll pass her <laughs> i'd be
1: like yuck they're so cute <laughs> speaking of yuck that's oh, yeah. pretty much the name of the next episode ugh Ugh! Written by Kate Rorick. And this is the most bittersweet episode that's ever happened. Because it's all, like, if the last episode was a match striking on the slow burn that is Lizzie and Darcy, yeah. this is where you, like, like, pretend we're in a cartoon and you, like, light a long wick that is yeah. attached to, I don't want to say dynamite, but let's say dynamite sure. in a very safe yeah. location. So, like... A contained dynamite. A contained dynamite of the heart. A romantic <laughs> D- anyway, yep. so, so the last episode was like the match strike where you're like, ah, look at that. They're like, they like each other. And then this episode is like lighting that long wick. Yeah. And- wick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many connections because Darcy mans up and decides to ask her out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it took a lot of guts. Especially because of the way that he did it.
0: Especially, yeah, given the fact that he has put his heart out there publicly before. Like, this has already mm-hmm. happened and That's he was true. rejected in a very harsh manner.
1: He's been burned. So he, I, I get where you're
0: going, <laughs> I get what you're trying to do there. And I'm pushing past him. <laughs>
1: pushing Uh, past my bad jokes we're seeing a
0: comedian tonight so now he is putting himself out there again by asking her out yeah and that is another major move that he's making and you know from the last episode he's really like assessed the situation he's like all right i made her laugh i have rewatched the episode like 20 (laughs) times she touched me and i think things are going really well so and i think yes it is safe to ask her out and present it in, like, I just happen to have this theater yeah. box that I didn't buy, like, two seconds ago or something.
1: <laughs> that would be actually really funny. That would be. Well, so here, here's what I love about this. So first of all, the episode starts off with Lizzie being like, ooh, I got a new phone. Yeah. I would like to address that I'm <laughs> suspending quite a bit of my disbelief yeah. of the real world. Yeah. Because this is not how phone activation works. No. When you upgrade your phone, you go into the store and they handle everything for you.
0: Yes. They don't,
1: like, it's not like a doctor where they're, like, take two in the morning and you will be fine. You know, like they give you the phone and it already works. Yeah. And it's not that if your phone is
0: dropping calls, if you're not getting texts, that's not the, unless your phone is like shutting off every five minutes, that's your network's fault. You should change networks. Yeah. Lizzie Bennett. (laughs) But
1: we're not here to talk about phones. No, we're not here
0: to talk about phones. We're not here to question the technology I just brought it
1: up to let everyone know that I suspend my disbelief of the real world for the Lizzie Bennet Dyers. We know how phones work. (laughs) Yeah. So Darcy's basically like... My sister and I have a box at the theater and I was wondering if you would like to attend. Oh, do you need to answer that? Uh, no. Yes, I would love to attend the theater with you and Gigi. Well, actually, uh, Gigi has an engagement, so it would just be uh, you and me. And then the phone beeps, but I just want to point out, this reminds me a lot. For those of you who haven't seen it, I will include a link in the WordPress page because it's worth... The 13 minutes of watching John Green a couple years ago. He's got this. He just had this channel where he basically played a soccer video game and talked oh, yeah. about like something. FIFA, yeah, yeah, FIFA, yeah, yeah. and like it's it's like I don't like watching it, but I do like listening to it. And he's got this episode <laughs> where he talks about how he first asked out his wife Sarah, and basically he asked her out by uh, he's they sort of got in the same group of friends. And he emailed all of, like, seven friends, including Sarah, saying, does anyone want to go see Lost in Translation this weekend? And then he emailed the six friends that weren't Sarah and said, not you. (laughs) And then then she's like, oh, I'd love to. And he's like, oh, none of them can make it. You want to get dinner? And so (laughs) it turned into a date. I feel like that's what he did. He gave, like, this bait and switch. Like, do you want to come out with all of us? And she's like, of course. And he's like, oh, well, it's just me. (laughs) So let's get dinner before. (laughs) And like, but he's nervous, but he's, he's so nervous. And you know what? Like, so and you, like, you bring up a good point about him getting burned because, yeah. like, you know what? Honestly, he should have done this in the first place because the first time he showed interest in Lizzie, he basically unloaded his heart and he yeah. was like, I love you. He like, he didn't,
0: I'm... yeah, he didn't say, Hey, I have theater box yeah. seats. <laughs> he he said, done I that. love you and I can't live without you. I hate your family, but like, you. <laughs>
1: he should have led with this he should yeah. have been
0: like Gigi and I have a box at the theater <laughs> I have a jet I have box
1: seats what more do you lead want Lead with that <laughs> lead with your stuff yes and so um but this it's different like they're sort of they're getting along and you're right I'm sure he was aggressively re-watching the last episode yeah. where she she was the one who touched him he yeah. was just sitting there minding his own business and <laughs> she just like, touched his shoulder like, first she touched me then
0: and then she touched me then yeah, and he's yeah. like all right that's like okay cool and then the dance and everything so he's
1: he's good and then he made her laugh and he's like i bet i could do that again (laughs) and so (laughs) but more times (laughs) but more and like you know with anyway so he is like asking he's like it would just be me and then and then it's beep beep Like, right before she answers, she allows herself to be distracted by the phone. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm not busy. It's just updating. And then she's like, wait, seven missed calls from Charlotte. And then Charlotte calls. And she's like, hello. And then we get the great...
0: One-sided phone call. The one-sided phone call, <laughs> which is actually, if you care to go on Netflix and mm-hmm. watch the show, oh hello, which you should, which is a Broadway, which was a Broadway play that starred uh, our favorites John Mulaney and, and his, Nick Kroll. We've his, mentioned him, his
1: BFF Nick Kroll,
0: and they have this great bit. They kind of make fun of like Broadway plays in general, or like Broadway, and they have a great bit about the one-sided phone call about how sometimes you need to be expository in order for the audience to understand what's happening. So uh, Nick Kroll's character picks up the phone. He's like, hello, the police. That's That's who you you are. (laughs) George's daughter? Her head ended up where? (laughs) And I feel like, (laughs) not to that extent, but that's what we're getting with this one-sided phone call with Lizzie. Hello? A video? A sex
1: tape? Lydia? george wickham <laughs> so it's not funny it's very no, serious it's very
0: serious but because of that comparison yes. i was like ah, oh, this is great <laughs>
1: it's a one-sided fun call yeah and i will also include a link to a clip in yeah, WordPress. yeah they did it, it at
0: the tonys worth as well. watching i mean even from those bits and pieces darcy is like very alarmed and like trying to piece things together of like wait what's going on lizzie is like visibly distressed and she's like Packing up all her things, getting all her papers,
1: like, whatever she has. And it's like, I have, I have to go. No one can help me. And, and I need to he go. T- and then he, this is where we all died. He's the one who, like, brushes her shoulder. Yeah. And
0: he's, like, basically holding her. He's yeah. just like, Lizzie, no, what's wrong? I want to help you. I and can like,
1: fix it for you. Yeah. No, he really springs into action. Because at first she's just distressed because she answers it, Charlotte, what's wrong? Because, yeah. like, she's seen seven missed calls. Yeah. And then she's like, a sex tape. And then Darcy's like, huh? And then she's like, just she just says a video. She says, oh, she just says it like, well, basically she says George Wickham. And then his ears perk up, and he's like, oh my god, that's like spells trouble. Yeah, and so he, it's interesting because I feel like he really steps in in a big way here because he feels responsible for this. Yeah. Like, if, if Lydia... like, Well, let's pretend Lydia was dating some other guy who did the, the sure. exact same thing. I think he'd feel horrible that it happened to her, but I don't know if he'd feel like he had the grounds to step in and do as much as he did with Lydia because no. if he's he feels personally responsible for, like, any harm that George does to other women because his sister did it. I don't think he feels responsible, but I think he
0: understands it and he, yeah. like, knows... The history with between like obviously him george and with Gigi, so he knows how to shut down george basically so i think that's that's where he's able to be like i can step in and take care of this but it's interesting to see lizzie's initial reaction of like no you can't help me no one can help me she's really like automatically kind of close herself off and Mm -hmm. she's already like no, I just need to get home. And I need to take care of this because I think with Jane gone, Lizzie has really had to step up and be the big sister to Lydia, which she hasn't been. She hasn't, she hasn't sp- been doing that. She
1: hasn't spoken to her since Christmas, and this video was published on January thirty first. Yeah, so
0: it's been over a month since they've even spoken, and they had that huge fight. So it's not like either of them are watching each other's videos, yeah. or you know, yeah, Lizzie definitely feels responsible. She feels like I should have been there. I should have. I could have prevented this. I know who George is, and, like, if they had even been, like, kind of on speaking terms, Lizzie would have been able to warn her, yeah. but she wasn't able to. She didn't and, even know
1: that George was in her life.
0: Yeah, that's that's the, another big part of it, is that she's like, wait, Lizzie's been dating George, Yeah, like, this whole time, and I
1: haven't known about it. And it's not even, like, the classic girl code of, like, don't date your friends or no, whatever's his ex is. It's, it's like, like, and I think what I said, like, he, I feel like Lizzie and... Darcy feels sort of like this level of responsibility where like they knew he was no good and they're like well I'm glad I know and as long as he stays out of my life then he can he's just gonna keep doing it and like he did like she was warned like he did warn Lizzie but Lizzie it sort of was useless because she didn't warn Lydia like she didn't it didn't really happen to her but she didn't warn the next girl. That's a tricky thing
0: because like Lizzie could have easily made a video without giving details, being like, Do do not trust George Wickham, you yeah. know, and being like, just don't trust him, he's sleazy, he's an awful person, he's manipulative. Like, no girl go near him. She could have put that out into the world. But obviously there was, like, you're also not going to just make him...
1: She's protecting Gigi.
0: Protecting Which Gigi, is what it was. But also she... not just making a video to slander someone very exactly.
1: publicly. Well, the video that she made warning people about him was that he, like, spent all the money that he inherited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, basically, that's the, uh, he's lying. And you
0: know what? I guess Gigi's video, conf- like, kind of sharing that with the audience was that video. Yeah. And from, from Gigi's perspective of, like, this is what happened. This is why you should never trust George. And if, again, if they had even been on Speaking Terms with Lydia, if Lydia had seen just that video, because, again, I think we talked about it then, of, like, hearing it from Lizzie, Lydia wouldn't have changed her mind. But hearing mm-hmm. it from Gigi, someone who's, like, outside... Of, like, her circle, maybe she would have been at least a little receptive to what she had to say.
1: Well, you never know. I think because if you watch Lydia and George together, like, he's yeah. got her. Ugh. And I feel like there would be this sense of, like, it's different with me, you know? Like, uh, he, maybe he yeah. treated you that way because, like, he was trying to get after your brother. But, like, he's not trying oh. to get after everyone, anyone in my family. He yeah. loves me. He wants to take care of me. And so, I mean, like, I can't speak for a hypothetical situation, but I can no, easily see that happening. That's very
0: true. That's that could totally be Lydia's perspective, or that could even be George telling her, like, "Look, like, there was bad blood between me and yeah. the Darcys. Like, obviously, s- bad stuff happened, and Gigi maybe blew it out of proportion. Whatever. Yeah, I don't have bad blood with you
1: and the Bennett's. Like, why would I do that to you? Yeah, and like he's, he's a horrible th- person. Like he, <laughs> like, well, the thing is, like, he and Lizzie kind of weren't that serious. Yeah. So it's not like he's trying to get revenge on Lizzie. By, yeah, because like they just, it's not even like they broke up. He was just like, I'm going this way. And she's yeah. like, all right, well, I'm going this way, so bye. Yeah. But I think sort of in in the book, in Pride and Prejudice, it was like Wickham knew. Well, I'm not really sure if George just did this because this is what George does. Or if this was still about Darcy. And he knew that like the Bennett family had become very important to Darcy. And he's like, let me hurt, let's just continue to hurt Darcy by hurting the relative of someone he loves. I actually can't answer that question. Hmm. I'd like to open <laughs> it up to our audience. If you guys like have a theory, if this is still like bad Darcy blood or if it's just George being George, like I'd love to know your thoughts.
0: I feel like George is someone who would still watch the videos just to keep tabs on what's happening. Yeah. But even then, maybe he knew that Darcy loved Lizzie or it was starting to develop feelings for Lizzie. I mean, there is a video
1: of him confessing his love to her
0: yeah yeah that's interesting in this modern adaptation like why is george doing this or what is he trying to get out of this and who is he trying to hurt Mm -hmm. yeah he's like taking advantage of lydia but like who is he trying to get after you know it's not it's not like he thought oh i and is it after money of like i'm gonna take down lydia because the benefits don't have money (laughs) and and darcy is going to step up so i'll pay him like i'll get more money and i'll be good that that's could possible. easily be a thing. He's he's exploiting the potential romance between Lizzie and Darcy through Lydia, kind of using Lydia as that yeah. pawn to get what he wants. And even and if that's true, then he's even more manipulative mil- and awful
1: than we exactly. Ever thought. <laughs> and that's why, because like I know he's like an awful, vindictive character because he yeah. was willing to do that to Gigi. I guess I'm still just like wondering if he is like major puppet master, and he's just like trying to, like, go after anyone that Darcy cares about, or if he just could be, like, a selfish jerk, and he's like, I'm just gonna, like, whatever, like, make this innocent girl fall in love with me. Well,
0: actually, because the uh, website does say YouTube star Lydia Bennett.
1: He's doing it for the attention. He's
0: doing it for the attention. He's doing it, he's trying to get the audience so you know what Th- that was a thing was that wasn't it that he was selling this he was selling
1: this yeah because he's asking for subscriptions subscription yeah. means money <laughs> so he was
0: using Lizzie's audience to get money that's, that's what he true. was doing he was exploiting like the the audience that she's built up and the fame that even Lydia has from her own videos. Mm-hmm. And using that for for money because this was obviously put up without Lydia's consent yeah
1: I mean the the biggest lesson I took away from my com law class in college was yeah. don't sue poor people <laughs> <laughs> which mean, which is sort of to say that like even if you even if someone has done you wrong, there's no point in like going to court if they don't have the kind of money that you feel like you deserve compensation for. This isn't about suing anyone yeah, but it doesn't make much sense for a social and, like, money climber, like, a get-rich-quick guy like George to go after, like, this the sort of middle-class family. I mean, like, maybe, I, I guess I don't. I hadn't really thought about the kind of money that you could rake in for releasing a subscription I, yeah, sex
0: tape. in that case, I guess it is sort of, like, a horrible win-win for him. Of like, either I'm going to get all these subscriptions mm-hmm. and release a tape and I get all this money, mm-hmm. or Darcy's going to shut me down somehow and I'll still get a lot of money. So either way, he's getting money. He's kind that of is how it He's trapped them into a corner to like, it's either money or like I put the tape out and no matter what, I still get money.
1: And actually I'd like to bring up a sort sl- a sort of interesting historical note about Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Because I think in a lot of ways people don't realize how historic it was in its character development because mm. Back in Jane Austen times, there was a really popular genre called conduct literature. Okay. And basically, this was like women's literature. Like, it wasn't really taken seriously, but, you know, female characters who had sex outside of wedlock, like, had children outside of wedlock, or, like, chose the wrong guy, frequently they would, like, they were like that gym teacher from Mean Girls. They would get pregnant and die. <laughs> like, they would have a tragic ending. Yeah. And so... In Pride and Prejudice, like Lydia does a very scandalous thing by running off with George. They also, so interestingly enough, Another historical point. Maybe I've brought it up in the past. They ran off to Scotland. And that was important because um, Scotland was, like, the only country where you could sort of – it was kind of like the Las Vegas of the UK because you didn't need to put, like, a three-week announcement in the paper and, like, announce your marriage. You could just get married. You're like, I'm. we're both here and we want this to happen now. Yeah. They were going off to Scotland to get married, but, like, they hadn't gotten married. And so she's essentially living with this guy, unmarried, unwed. Wickham sort of gets it all. He gets a wife. Like, he gets married. So, like, Lydia's like... Sort of saved in that way. She's sort of trapped in an unhappy marriage. Yeah. But at least at the end, she's like, oh, look at me. Look at my ring. Look at my beautiful husband. Cause she still sort of gets this like handsome, charming guy. Yeah. We know he's a bad guy, but she doesn't like get pregnant and die. And also, <laughs> he gets money. Cause like in, in the, um, in the book, like Darcy pays for the wet, or yeah. Yeah. Darcy pays for it all. So he still gets Darcy's money. Like he totally gets away with it. But also, Lydia, doesn't get pregnant and die. So it's kind of like they're not super happy at the ending, but the rake, the sort of roguish rake character, isn't punished the way he usually is. And the sort of uh, the girl with easy virtue isn't really terribly punished in the end. Mm -hmm. Like, they're probably not going to be that happy. Yeah. But they both sort of did the right thing and by, like, getting married and whatnot, and that just didn't happen in a lot of... Women's books back then Like Hmm. you just died (laughs)
0: That's so sad It's really sad You just (laughs) died
1: You just sort of died You ran off with the wrong guy Or you weren't married You just died So that's just my brief historical note About their ending Because Well that's what I like about the Lizzie Bennet dyers Is like She learns a lesson In trusting people But she doesn't end up Like she's sort of redeemed at the end She's like I've learned my lesson And I'm gonna like Move forward In my life and be happy so then at the
0: end in trying to help lizzie because she just like wants to reject all help her she's like no i just have to go home
1: we'll get you on the next flight out
0: no no you i I I insist darcy thank you
1: there will be a car downstairs for you in five minutes
0: and it's like whoa like he just put all the plan together for her in Mm -hmm. like a minute and like really allowed that pressure and and to be off of lizzie to be able to just focus on like i need to get home i, I need to see lydia that's yeah. it that was like really nice of him
1: <laughs> and it's also you know what i bet that's what makes him a great ceo because they yeah. both just received yeah. the same news and Lizzie's view, just what's right in front of yeah, her. Yeah, she's like, and, I gotta get home and pack. And, and Darcy, it. his mind is like going long. It's yeah. <laughs> like, okay, well, she needs to get home. She can do that. And I'm sure he's also formulating how he's going to help. Like yeah. how to track down George, how to get him to take the site down. Like he's already thinking about that stuff, he's I, right, bet. I think- And Lizzie's just like, oh, I need to get home. Where's my new phone? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. He's like, to help you
0: process this, tell me what happened like i need to know what happened to in order to help you yeah so he he gets all the information as we do and he's already like putting the plan to action he's like car's gonna be downstairs five minutes like go
1: and then the plane leaves when i say it does yeah basically even if it, it's like southwest I know.
0: <laughs> he's like yeah calling whoever
1: being like you got to get the, my, the love of my life to la yeah yeah do it <laughs> like but it'll be thousands in jetfield just do it <laughs>
0: Jumping to the comments section now, where we read original YouTube comments from when the episodes first aired, for episode 83, Taryn Talegra 2 says, oh my, I have a new favorite episode every week, Gah. the explicit <laughs> flirting, the impersonations, and we simply must see Dizzy doing karaoke at some point. Yeah, we never got to see karaoke. we no, uh-huh. never got to see that.
1: Gwen says, thanks to Tumblr, I now see his face when she touches his shoulder as pain not internal glee he still thinks she doesn't love him that she could never love him and while he's happy she's his friend it still kills him because he loves her yeah
0: so he is in pain yeah every (laughs) moment of his life sebastian says she touched his shoulder and did you see her face when darcy said he'd make time they're falling for each other and they didn't know
1: it (gasps) and then someone named jillian davis (laughs) wrote oh god i like basically like i just like let my fingers run wild on the keyboard uh she was about to say yes there was touching there was non-agoraphobic lobster behavior why lydia why i love that i like put the blame on lydia yeah. <laughs> like blocking oh, no. darcy and lizzie that's hilarious
0: and even in episode 84 you had more comments <laughs> yeah here. so
1: okay basically i left two comments Keep in mind, people, I was a freshman in college, and I had a lot of time between classes. I didn't have a lot of extracurricular... This was my extracurricular activity. I don't know why this isn't on my resume. But, uh, so I left two comments. The first is, uh, there will be a car waiting for you downstairs in five minutes, equals I love you and everything will be all right. Yeah, accurate. Yep. And the second comment was, was there something you needed from me? Yes, your love, boo. I can't believe I used boo, but... Boo was like the 2013 version of bae. Yeah. So it's like kind of I would never use that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lauren Antonelli says, As much as I love Lydia and hate George for what he did to her, why couldn't that have waited until the next video? Lizzie was about to go out with him. Poor Darcy has been waiting for this forever. I know. (laughs) For the first time in forever, you know? I finally understand. Shannon Devlin also says, I think this is the sweetest interaction that I've seen between these two. He cares so much about her. He's willing to put her on the next flight out to help her in any way he can in this time of crisis. Just lovebirds.
1: With a heart. Yeah. oh." fangliest fish says in the original story or at least the bbc adaptation as well as bringing scandal on herself and her family lydia is stuck with the consequences of her decision she's stuck married to a philandering jerk who will probably never hold down a job for long is lydia going to be stuck with this somehow even after darcy has worked his magic or is this lydia more sympathetic and she won't get comeuppance yeah, that was kind of what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, technically, like, that is, like, the happiest ending that Lydia could get in, in back in the day. She, like, married the guy, you mm-hmm. know? He didn't run off. She didn't die of pregnancy. <laughs> we'll talk about Lydia's ending when yeah. we get to the
0: ending. Yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of compare the endings from the book of what happens to Lydia and the ending in this
1: adaptation
0: mm-hmm. and how that compares.
1: yeah. This has been a great episode. This has
0: been a lot, and there's <laughs> so much more, even more coming up. More to come.
1: We've we've reached like the peak drama of the Lizzie Bennet yeah, Diaries. Like this yeah. is where it goes down.
0: Yeah, it's like a little scary to think of how close we are to the '90s episode. Yeah, like, this is. This is 83. We're, oh man. I mean, 84. It's 84. There's still so much to go through, but oh we're, we're getting there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it makes me sad. Yeah. That wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The and if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at
1: thepemberlypodcast at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com thepemberley or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, thepemberlypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye! Bye.